Okay, it looks like we are back. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me again. I'm Carmen Milagro. I am your host for Confidence Strategies with Carmen Milagro. So we typically broadcast every third Tuesday of the month. And what I try to do is to bring you interesting, engaging, wonderful guests who have a lot of positive ideas and words of wisdom for you and genuinely want to help you like I do. That whole purpose of me doing this, as some of you may recall, those of you that have been with me at the beginning or some of you have never heard of me, well, you're going to know that this whole project started as something I created right about at the beginning of 2020 in April, you know, when that all happened to us. And I just wanted to do something where I could connect and help people and, um, you know, join them up and connect them to resources and to people who are are doing really good work. So that's that's really, in a nutshell, that's the premise of everything. I am a confidence strategist, I'm a CBD educator, I'm a lead vocalist, I am the founder of a skincare company, I'm a hospitality consultant. I have been doing some of these things my entire life and then other things pretty recently. So um, I think for me, the message is that you're never alone. There are always people out there in this wide, wide world of the internet and digital era that are wanting to help you. And it's just a matter of connecting with them. Um, hopefully you like what you hear, you make comments, you share with your friends, your family. We never know where this is going to go because it's such an organic process. And I personally love it that way pretty casual, pretty just chill, right? Um, I am really, really excited about tonight's guest. She and I tried to connect over the summer, but as we know, sometimes things, they happen for a reason or they don't happen for a reason. And I'm thrilled that she's here because it sounds like her entire process and all these incredible things have happened in the last three months and we wouldn't have known that if she was here during the summer in June. Um, her name is Margot Helmsholt. Oh my gosh, did I say that right? I hope so. She'll correct me when she comes on board. Um, actually, she and I met in uh, another community of entrepreneurs and trainers and people also wanting to support uh, each other. So we can talk a little bit about that. But, um, you know, she is a mindset mentor and an entrepreneurship coach. She's obsessed, which is one of the reasons why she's here. She's obsessed with supporting entrepreneurial leaders in their 20s and early 30s by helping them to harness their power to achieve what some may call impossible dreams, but we don't believe in that word impossible. Um, she specializes in mindset mastery, which I really want to dive deep with her and really learn more about that. And she is laser focused with these breakthrough immersions, uh, the personal power activation and mindset growth experiences. She's in love with all things self-development. She pushes past her 
own comfort zones, which I think is really important in a coach. Um, and she's living by what sets her soul on fire. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, those of you that know me have probably guessed now why she's on the show. So without further ado, I am going to bring her on and welcome her. She's been waiting patiently in our virtual green room. And here she is. <laughs> Hi, Margo. <laughs> How are you? I am so good and so happy to be here. Thank you for the beautiful intro. Of course, of course. Now, I, are you in Texas today? Yes, I okay. am in Austin, Texas today. When we were originally planning this in June, I was in the air. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> and you and I have to say thank you because you kept me, you know, up to date like to the very last second where you were just unable to connect because you were in the air, but I really appreciate that. You know, it's it's kind of nice to know what's going on and then you you move around it and you go forward. So, welcome. Welcome. I'm really excited. Margo, if you don't mind, I would like for you to start off with you telling us, you know, what you do and sort of, I mean, we all can pretty much surmise what an entrepreneurial coach is, but what exactly is a mindset mentor? Absolutely. Um, I think that at the time that we had discussed you know, the, the labels in which we say what we do. Um, it's, it's so much more than mindset mentor. And oftentimes when I meet people uh, in the past, when I would say that that's what I do, I had the experience that it would go in one ear and out the other uh -huh. um, in the sense of what does it really mean? So it's really just, it's self mastery uh, in the form of behavior, ideas, beliefs, focus, and emotions and the stories that we tell ourselves. So everything that makes us who we are up until this present moment. Um, and sometimes we can have things from our past that are still running as programs as if we were computers. Um, and so those kinds of things prevent us from getting to experience what we truly desire in the present moment and in the future. So oftentimes people are truly living in the past in one way, shape, or form. Um, and so I work with entrepreneurs on themselves and their mind, their body, their soul, the whole connection of it all, and then how that translates into them creating what they truly desire at a much quicker rate uh, and being able to defy odds past what is normal or logical or technically chronological. Right. You mentioned that things really have changed um, when you and I briefly spoke before going live and between June and now. Yeah. Uh, can you share some of that, you know, all those things that have been changing for you and, and what that means in your work? Absolutely. Um, so I, I think for those that are listening and for those that have experience in one way, shape or form of mentoring and coaching, it is a very weird industry. It is a very weird and trans transformational career in the sense that in order to serve people at the best of your ability, you have to consistently and constantly be working on yourself. So anything that is in your way will show up in a client and it'll either be a reason for you to work through it or you'll have to refer them out. And it's, it's such a beautiful 
interesting process how it all works in this space. Um, I, I, I do believe, and I can only speak from my experience and from the other people in my community that are coaches as well, that any other kind of job or career isn't as confrontational with the things that you're dealing with behind the scenes as coaching and mentoring is in the personal development space. Um, and always a student of life. So happy to learn from those listening or anyone else if they're like, well, actually in this career. Um, so yeah, I think as I go through my own personal changes and growth, um, things that I may have truly lived by or taught may grow and change and evolve as well. And that's definitely happened since the summer and since now. Um, and I'm just super, I'm super excited about it specifically because one of the biggest changes that happened was I hosted a retreat for young entrepreneurs. So it was uh, 20s, early 30s that came in that were wanting to take on entrepreneurship full time sure. and drop the struggle of it all and really double the results that they were creating um, and, and feel the freedom and the peace in what it actually means to create their own blueprint. That it isn't, you know, I'm seeking a mentor because I'm a little puppy dog that wants to know what I need to do because then that's the same mentality as working for somebody else. It's how do you find that confidence, you know, confidence strategies within yourself um, to be able to know in your heart that you can create the path that you want without needing somebody to guide you, um, but having the support as a choice. Um, so that was hosting my retreat a couple of weeks ago was one of the best experiences I've ever had in my entire life, hands down. Um, and it was one of the best experiences because of how quickly, um, my students changed in the container and what I learned in preparation to it, what I learned about myself through the process and what I learned most importantly about what they got out of it and what they were able to break through and what that means for them moving forward. And one of the students that, uh, she had set a, a monthly goal for leaving the retreat, a monthly financial goal. And she achieved her monthly financial goal in less than two weeks time after leaving. And so that's just one of the awesome, you know, celebrations of what happens when you take what you learn and then you go act upon it. Right. Um, and I think through my own journey, I've learned from some of the best, most incredible people in the Austin community in the coaching space that I am so, are we allowed to curse on here or no? <laughs> well, you know. That I am so freaking grateful for <laughs> and blessed uh, for. And through all of that, um, I've learned a lot about um, taking everything with a grain of salt and learning what applies to me. Because even when you learn from a mentor, no matter how many thousands of dollars you invest into them, something that works well for them may not work well for you. And that's something that I now teach with my clients is it isn't just a, a one, two, three, if I did it, it'll work for you. That's where the freedom and the risk and the creativity and the, oh, shoot, what's going to happen comes in in entrepreneurship because there is no full plan. You can receive the best guidance in the world, which allows you to, you know, eliminate making a lot of mistakes. Right. And it's ultimately up to you to create what you want um, and do the things. So that has been really enlightening to me and channeling into my work. I don't have a team of people that have pressure on me to create in a certain way. 
I am not a mainstream brand that has to meet certain, you know, quotas or has to abide by certain regulations or appeal to the masses. Like I have the, the, the greatest blessing in my, in my work is that I get to be me. Right. And so with that comes a lot of unfiltered, raw, real information for the people that are learning because so much of the personal development industry is it's a billion dollar industry for a reason. And that's because they create these experiences for people that create so much dopamine in, in the container and people go back to their day-to-day lives and they're like, my life isn't like that. Like, how come this doesn't feel the same way? And then they go back and they think they need more and they think they need more information or, you know, certain training companies are organized in a sense of you need the next training to be successful. And you can't learn this until you pay $7,000 to go to this training. And I've, I've been in it and then I've been out of it so I can reflect on it. And I support my clients in just understanding, like, look at things for how they are, um, which is something I've learned for myself in this June to now process. Uh, Take what serves you, like feel how it lands. And ultimately, it's entirely up to you. Um, Just some of some of the things. Absolutely. And I love what you said. There's a couple of things here. Um, For me, it there's one component that's really super important is that you have to trust your instinct, your process, what works for you. So this is another reason why I think you and I really kind of hit it off. Like I always felt like in our group that we were in, wonderful people, lots of information, but I did feel that you and I were sort of different in our approach. And I think that kind of stood out on many levels and it led us, you know, to different, our own paths within that container. Um, but what I what I think, um, what I've seen as well, since you and I were in that group, and since the last time that we spoke is, if you don't have the confidence to trust yourself with the tools or the knowledge that you're paying for or receiving, in whatever manner that's coming to you, that is, to me, a huge problem. And how do you develop that? Um, The other thing that I really like what you said early on was that it's the people doing the coaching and the mentoring have to continuously do their own work. Because what I've also observed in other areas is that there's this cookie cutter template approach, follow this, do this one through 17, and you're going to be just like me. But what if you don't want to be just like that person? (laughs) So I love what you're saying in that. I think that that's really, really critical um, in personal development in general. But there's this other thing that you had mentioned uh, before, and it was this idea of confidence versus competence. And you said that you have a really specific example about how to make this point and it has to do with Leonardo's character in Catch Me If You Can. So how do you how do you tie that that little nugget of information into all of this? Absolutely. I love yes. Um it's such a I remember I remember (laughs) (laughs) um reflecting on that point. And it's so true. So if you haven't seen Catch Me If You Can, highly recommend the movie. 
It's an incredible movie. And we all love Leonardo DiCaprio. If you don't love Leonardo DiCaprio, I don't know what you're doing. But anyways, it's, it's, an, it's an incredible movie and it's incredible metaphor for confidence versus competence. So he, in the movie, chose to be a pilot, chose to be all these different kinds of, a lawyer, all these different kinds of careers and jobs and identities uh, before ever actually having the experience of being in that role or being in that career. And I tell you in this movie without giving too much away, I mean, he embodied so many different um, job titles and positions um, on his adventure of life that he was on. And uh, he didn't have the competency, which is the experience of being those roles, yet he sold to everybody and it's based on a true story that he was those people because he chose confidence before he had the competence. Um, so, in everything that we've talked about, confidence to me is a choice. Competence takes time. Right. Right. Education, knowledge, experience, as you mentioned. Yes. Um, but yes, that confidence is one of the things that I believe as well that it's not really taught and you can teach how to how to draw upon it from within um, in spite of, you know, trying circumstances, in spite of not perhaps not having uh, that nurture nature that we all need. Um, but it's not impossible if you are able to draw from within. And there are people like yourself. There are uh books to read there there's all these different ways that i think you can teach how to have confidence and the importance of it but i think what what's important from what you're telling me that you're doing is that you're working with entrepreneurs in their 20s and early 30s because a lot of times entrepreneurs in their 40s and 50s never went through the process that you are helping to facilitate mm -hmm. and that's a problem. Yeah. There's there's that. And then I've also had outlier clients that are in their 40s and 50s and 60s and also younger. Um, and it all blends. Um, so I, I think intellectually, we may know that emotions are choice. Right. Intellectually, you may be listening and you may hear that and you may say, awesome, great information. Love that. And it's like, great, well, in a moment when so-and-so did this and the response is, and it really pissed me off uh -huh. and therefore I acted this way and, and then this happened, but it was their fault. Mm -hmm. It is such a common human experience to have and knowing something intellectually is one thing. But integrating it, feeling it, and embodying it is a totally different thing. So I don't sit here to say confidence is choice. And it's like, awesome, confidence is choice. Like, what do I do with that? <laughs> it's it's the practice of if you know intellectually that your emotions are choice, if you know intellectually that you are the master of your emotions, if there's anything getting in the way of you being able to actually feel what I'm saying and embody it in a day-to-day -day way, not just every once in a while, 
and also not suppressing it, thinking that you're not feeling it. Um, it's a practice. It's like working out in the gym and slowly building weights. It gets easier and easier over time. Um, I know specifically um, through my own experience of fear of public speaking, I, I used to do the most awkward things when I, when speaking in front of groups, when, when you and I met, Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure that I shared a couple of times in that group that we had, though I also had incredible fear that was present for me last year when we were in that group. It wasn't even that long ago. Um, and it was, you know, to the point where I would practice speaking in front of people and I would flip my hair repetitively and I would do these weird fidgety things and I would sway and my hands would get clammy and I just would get in my head and I'm like, what are they thinking? And all these things. And I had a mentor who was like, you know, who told me and taught me confidence is choice and competence takes time. Can you choose confidence in hosting your first seminar and understand that the competency will come the more events that you host? Well, myself at the time was like great information. And, you know, I I get this physiological response in my body that's just so overwhelming. You know, how am I supposed to just, am I just supposed to snap my fingers? So if you're listening and you're you're hearing that and you'd love to be able to choose confidence in whatever it is you're setting out to create right now, it's, it's simply the game of being curious about what it is that's present for you that is preventing you from choosing it in the, in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a story? Did something happen when you were in third grade that you got humiliated in front of an audience and then therefore now you feel it? You know, it's all, everything that we're all experiencing is valid. Um, no, no fear or doubt or worry isn't invalid. And uh, at, to a certain point, fear is expensive doubt and worry is expensive. It's like, what is it costing you to stay in those places? Are your dreams still sitting on your shelf of dreams? Like, do you wish you could do it? And is time passing by? That's when it's like, okay, what are we going to do about it? Um, so I think working with somebody that was my biggest shift was hiring a mentor to support me in releasing and rewriting the old stories, the old programs, Mm-hmm. Um, and, and trusting, like you said, and it comes back to trusting yourself, um, knowing that you can before you do the thing. Absolutely. But it's also doing the thing. Yes. There's this whole, you know, other conversation that we could have. And I think actually we may have even touched on this, you and I back, you know, last summer, but there's this thing that really, it's one of those, what's, uh, it's just one of those triggers for me, you know, where a lot of times I will sit in or I happen to observe or I'm a part of a group where there's a, a coach or a mentor that's speaking and they they speak in all of these, you know, follow your bliss and, you know, all, dream big and, and all. And, and my question is, if I weren't already doing this work or hadn't done some of this work for myself, if I were, you know, me 25 years ago, um, like my question would still be what it was back then. Well, what do you mean by that? Mm. How do like follow your bliss? What does that mean? What does that look like? Like, I don't, I'm trying to figure it all out and I'm here 
you know, I'm paying this coach or I'm sitting in on this, in this program and in this room in this auditorium. And if you don't get me specifically, if you don't give me concrete examples so that I can begin to assimilate, it doesn't mean anything to me. Like, how do you do these things? And I work a lot with young kids. And so I've always been re really cognizant of making sure that I don't speak all the time in these abstracts. Mm. You, What is one of your triggers when you are in a situation where you're the student? What yeah. are some of the things that come up for you? Hmm. Um. So, so what do you mean specifically by when I'm the student and, and in those situations? So, you know, you're, you're at a conference and you're at a presentation and sometimes I just feel like people talk over you when you're the student, when you're in the mm. audience, I just feel like that to me annoys the crap out of me. I don't like when someone talks over me. You know, I don't like it when it doesn't feel authentic and genuine. I just tune it out. So I'm just wondering if if it's just me, because I, I definitely acknowledge and I I am owning those triggers. But do you have something that you kind of, you know, it just makes you like, oh, that didn't you're not doing me a service here. Do you have mm. others? you may not. You may not. And that's great. So. Two things, because you said uh, you mentioned sometimes things are spoken in a jargon or um, exactly. something that may at first when you're learning it for the first time may seem overwhelming or confusing. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, do I have any experiences when I am in the student seat? Technically, I'm always in the student seat. I'm always right. learning, but I know what you mean in a formal yeah. container. Right. Um, so I think who I was a year ago going into those kind of, even two years ago, going into those kind of containers in personal development, learning something for the first time. Um, I think who I was then, um, I think I was lost and insecure and um really, really hungry for meaning and really, really hungry for healing on things that had happened in my life and really hungry for answers. And so I think sometimes, um, and I can only speak from my experience, Correct. Um, but I think, and, and those that I know that I've talked to about it in the space, I think sometimes when you go into those containers coming from that place mm -hmm. um it depends on the program and the integrity of what's being taught because if the intention is to confuse you so that way you feel like there's more for you to learn so you need to invest more money mm -hmm. then that's definitely a red flag now that i would see that right. then i didn't see um, there were definitely some specific examples of that, that I won't go into, but you can, you can fill in the blanks of, you know, whoever's listening and, and, 
and understand if obviously if you're in a more vulnerable and insecure place, it's easier for things to go past you that if you're in a stronger, more secure place may seem really obviously not aligned. Um, So I think now I don't allow myself energetically to buy into somebody that is using that kind of space um, to get me to do something simply for the money. And I think being trained in NLP and hypnosis and timeline therapy has served me in my work. And most importantly, has served me in being able to identify if somebody is using it towards me. Wow. And that has been one of the greatest gifts of, you know, I'm trained at the master practitioner level. So I've spent hundreds and hundreds and probably over a thousand hours by now learning the material, training it, working with people, hosting. um, And through all of that, it's one modality. It's one tool in your toolkit. And um, anything that is so powerful, any program that you've been to, speaker you've listened to, um, when you're in that kind of container, the, the word is you are in their trance. You are in their space. Whether you realize it or not, trance is simply another word for saying when you, I literally just created a post about this today. Uh-huh. Um, it's when you're at a red light and the light turns green and then you forget to press the gas. Mm-hmm. It's when you're driving and you get home and you're like, wait, how did, I don't even remember driving home. Right. It's, it's when you're watching a kid's watching TV and you talk to them and they don't even hear you. Mm-hmm. It's when you're meditating. So in those spaces with any powerful container, I think um, anything can be used out of integrity. Absolutely. So it's like, for me to answer your question, my long way of answering your question is, I think now I can identify what is in alignment and in integrity with who I am and my values, because I'm in a much more secure place in my life and who I am now. Um, And so I I can notice it right away, for sure. If somebody's just trying to sell me something or confuse me, um, absolutely. Yeah, that I'm not, not a fan of. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just, I feel like oftentimes uh, for me, you know, and I clearly am much older than you. So I've been through a lot more. I've gone through different experiences than you have. And I would say it, there have been many times when I've often felt like, you know, the emperor's new clothes, like this is just BS. Like this is just, I, I'm out. So two things happen. I either just completely tune it out or I just leave because I can't, I don't want to, like you said earlier, right? I don't want to be in that space. I wouldn't want to put someone in a space like that where it's not really helping them. Mm-hmm. And so I think my my BS detector has been on on fleek for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) And um, so, but it comes with age and it comes with experience. And I've already have been through several iterations of, I like how you described it because I never really was able to articulate what that feeling was, but I have been in situations where I was in that trance and I couldn't get out. And I, I will say I was in my 20s and my 30s when those situations would happen to me. So something to look forward to for your entrepreneurs is that with 
age and experience comes wisdom and you know the ability to recognize these these red flags or these triggers whatever you want to call them and and trust your instinct trust mm -hmm. the fact that you've built this arsenal of knowledge and information to get you out of situations that don't serve you you know so and that's the that's such a huge part of why I love working specifically with people that are, I like to call it conscious rebels. Yes, um, love that. They're, they're out of the rebellious phase of doing it simply to be a rebel. And it's more so you have to be, in choosing confidence, you have to be willing to go against the grain. In creating your own business and creating your own blueprint, you have to be willing to be told no a million times and uh. choose to do it anyways. Yep. You have to be willing to be told by your family that they don't think that you can do the thing you want to do, or maybe there's a safer route. Um, you have to be willing to, I mean, I, I didn't go to college. I, I, I lived in Asia. I decided I didn't want to go to school. I decided that I wanted to start my own business. I decided that all the things I wanted to go to school for, um, you know, networking, meeting people, learning specifically only what I wanted to learn, um, I couldn't do at a four-year basic um, college program. And I'm not saying anything negative about college. College is meant for those that it's meant for. And, um, through that, I invested what I would have invested into college into mentors that could teach me exactly what I wanted to know. And, um, you know, through that, it's like, okay, cool. Going into it, was I scared of investing that much money at 18 years old? Um, hell yes. Was <laughs> I scared of, am I going to be able to, do I trust myself? to create the return on investment? Do I trust myself to do the thing? Do I trust myself to know that even if I um, get the feedback and I'm like, oh, that didn't work to right. continue until I do create it or create something better. Um, so I love working with people that understand that and are simply looking for the support to know yes and continue mm -hmm. and it gets to get easier. Um, right. it's, it's like the more impact you create in the world and the more you create what you want, and the, mo the more you own who you are, which is to me rebellious, because I think a majority of people are trying to be somebody that they're not. And I've played that game so I can speak from experience. Sure. I've played the game of pretending, I've played the game of confused, and I'm still learning. And then I'll shed a new layer and I'm like, whoa, I thought I knew who I was. And now I'm a totally different person. And it continues <laughs> for life. And the more you do it, the bigger of a, the more you do it, the bigger of a wave you create. Um, energetically and therefore the more resistance that you're going to bump up against and the more people that are going to tell you, you can't do this or it's supposed to take this long or whatever it may be. So choosing confidence, uh, especially during those times is really important. It is. Absolutely. I think this is again, once again, why we align so well. <laughs> and I love, I love talking to you because, you know, it, it is important to, to really find your tribe. And if the tribe isn't who we think it should be, because I think many times it isn't, like you mentioned, family doesn't always understand if you're the one that is going the opposite route of everyone else. It just, it's just not, it's pretty unusual, um, I think, when family gets you when everyone else is doing one thing or behaving right. a certain way. Um, and if you do have that, even if it's just one member in your family, 
like hold on to that. That would be my, you know, piece of advice. But it's also you're living a different way than your friends are and your contemporaries. And so when you don't have the tribe that you think you need or the or that you think you want, um, it's also another, I would say, another act of rebellion to to find your own and put together your own tribe. And I would highly recommend that to anyone that is going through what you and I are talking about, whether they're you know starting their own business, whether they're learning to become a coach, whatever it is, if you don't have that immediate sense of support, um, my whole thing is, well, build your own table and find your own people to sit at it with you. And if no one is willing to sit there with you, then sit down on your own and just start doing the work because you've got to do it in order to create it and then reap the, the benefits and the results afterwards. And it could happen almost immediately or it may take a long time, but it goes back to that confidence in yourself, figuring it out and knowing that that journey is exactly that it's a journey um and it can be very scary and it can be really lonely you and i know that you and i talked about this you know it could be you know like nights of night after night week after week of just you and your own world now i do want to talk a little bit with you about how do you sustain that how do you maintain that when you are there's going to be times when you are on your own, no one understands or sees your vision. What do you do personally, Margot, to, to feed your own soul? Um, do you have some things that you, that you could share that might work for someone, that might work for others, but it might not, but what do you do? Yeah, I, I love that question. Um, and that is also a part of what has changed drastically, multiple things you said, the tribe, doing it alone, um, the soul fulfilling practices. Um, yeah, so so that, that's been a huge part of the June until now change as well. Um, so I think being proactive as possible, so that way you don't have to end up burnt out or end up in a place where now you're rebuilding yourself and we're human. Right. And we only have so much conscious capacity for the red flags and the warning signs. Oh. And sometimes it happens and it's totally normal and totally okay. Um, I think um, since experiencing just major decision fatigue back in August, mm -hmm. um, I think it allowed me to now be more purposely proactive. So some of the things that I do is uh, I love now breaking up my day. Mm. Um, and breaking up my day and going to do something that has nothing to do with my work and then coming back. So I definitely worked through the worthiness and deservedness of that. Um, meaning in the past, I thought that I was being the opposite of productive if I broke up my day or I didn't think that I was deserving and worthy of taking a three hour break in the middle of my day and working whenever I wanted. Even as an entrepreneur, I thought that I needed to be working a certain amount of hours. I couldn't have long breaks where I would, you know, go leave and go downtown or do something. Um, so that has been so huge for me. Understanding that if you prioritize joy, 
you get to expand your capacity to create and serve, which therefore expands your bank account. So joy and your bank account are very directly tied. So the more joy you can create in your day, the better everything is for absolutely everyone, most importantly yourself, and secondly, the people that you serve. Um, so hikes, um, trying a new restaurant, going on a walk, being in the sun, vitamin D is so good for you, even if it's for five minutes. Um, I drink a lot of water, supplements, um, electrolytes, working out, taking care of my body, dancing, singing, painting, um, whatever it is that, that honestly fills the needs of my inner child. That's what I would say. I love is, it. Is when you're going about your day, what, what would the seven-year-old version of you need right now? I love and that. You- and I agree a hundred percent. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that because I think there's so many times where just society in general especially for women, because I can only speak from the female perspective, but it seems like if you're not doing this and doing that and doing this and taking care of everybody else, that you're selfish for taking time out for yourself. And it's actually the reverse. Your creativity comes from joy and creativity. I don't mean just going out and painting a painting or doing ceramics or or singing. I mean creativity and how you solve problems and how you design uh, programs or dis- design process for your clients, with your clients. Like creativity, in my opinion and my experience, is the sister to joy and production. To me, it's the triplets. So if we can keep reminding ourselves of that, number one, and then sharing that information with our clients, with our colleagues, with our friends, it does change the world. Even if it's just that little bit that you change today, that impacts everything that you're going to do from here on out. And I love the fact that you brought it up and said, the word joy, because self-care is not selfish. Mm -hmm. You know, you cannot continue on a path of taking care of all these clients and doing all this work if all of a sudden your light and your joy are gone. Right. How do you take care of the people that are depending on you if you weren't able to take care of yourself? 1,000%. And setting boundaries is so great for self-care. Yes. Setting boundaries and understanding that the more you do it, it will piss certain people off um, and being willing and open to knowing that and being okay with it um, because the right people that are in your life, the right clients, friends, acquaintances, lovers, family uh, will understand. And Uh the people that are not practicing setting boundaries or don't, you know, aren't meant to continue growing with you will, you know, leave, oh, I haven't heard from so-and-so in a couple months, right? When you set those boundaries. So uh, that too is is really important. Uh, Yes. And I think to even add one more layer to that is um, we sometimes are taught or, or we pick this up somehow, somewhere along the way that 
you've got to please everyone and the client is always right. And I do believe that to some degree. However, there are situations where that's not the right client. Therefore, that client isn't right on every level. One thousand percent. You know, it just doesn't. I would rather personally, and I did learn this the hard way, and I did learn this through experience and time and a few failures, well, more than a few, but when you finally get to that point where you realize not every single person that starts out with you is meant to complete the journey or even a segment of that journey, they're, not everyone is the right client. And sometimes you can refer them on mm -hmm. and it's a smooth transition, hopefully, or sometimes it's not going to be so smooth, but you have to be willing to do it because at the end of the day, again, if you are not taking care of your business, there's no one else out there that's going to care about your business as much as you, not mm -hmm. a partner, not a mentor, like there's only one person in charge of your business and it's your job to protect your business. And a thousand percent. And that's why this work is so important because um, self self mastery is the, the key to all of it. It's the, it's the foundation of it all. And then you get to build your empire on that, right? It's, are you in control of your emotions? Are you in control of your behaviors, your thoughts, your focus? Um, all of it, your habits, what you're telling yourself. Um, and when that's unlocked, then what you create from there is, is just, a, it's so much easier um, being there for your clients. And I love what you said about not everybody's a client. Um, and I think that, uh, right, because it's being willing to turn down the money because mm -hmm. you want to work with people that are aligned, that are in integrity, that keep their word. Um, that will take action, um, that are actually committed and ready and motivated because I've definitely had experience when I first started coaching, uh, a lot of handholding, mm -hmm. a lot of handholding, right. um, and it doesn't serve your client in handholding them because then it creates this weird codependent dynamic where they think that they need a mentor in order to succeed. When really, if somebody's working for you, and this is what I tell people, if somebody comes to me and they say, "Hey, I really want—I I know that mentors are good for you, and I want to work—I want to work with you because you're a mentor," I'm going to say, "Sorry, I'm not—I'm not your gal." And I would follow up with that and say, "What is the result that you're wanting to create? Why is that important to you in your life? And right. what is having that going to do for you? Am I the person that can support you in creating that?" Right. Um, versus, you know, thinking that you need a mentor because you've been told that you need a mentor or coach right. um, and turning, turning down people that aren't ready. Right. They'll show up. People will play a big game and say, I'm ready, get the money ready, <laughs> do all the things. And then it comes down to the work and it's like, what's going on? <laughs> Where'd you go? Where'd all that right. go? Right. So, Absolutely. Or even just sucking out all the energy and the knowledge and all that you have to give because now that specific relationship is, you know, if you're not looking at yourself, like why am I needing to be that person to handhold 
what's what's in it for me what am i getting so yeah i mean we're all human and we all have all these different things to that we bring to the table that are conscious and not conscious or subconscious. Um, so I, I think it's, again, I'm going to going back to what you said initially that you are constantly learning and especially these last few months. Thank you for sharing all that. I know, you know, it's, it's a little bit later there for you. Um, I do want to be respectful of your time. So before I let you go, Margo, I, I do this as often as I can with our guests. I do this sort of Q&A, like I'm just going to rattle off maybe two or three questions and you don't get to think about the answer. Okay. You just are going to just, and again, if, if it doesn't feel comfortable, if you don't want to answer it or if you just draw a blank, you just let me know and we'll just move on. So I think we'll go with, um, we'll do three questions. How's that? Okay. Okay. Awesome. The first one, uh, what is your superpower? My superpower is mm, <laughs> following what feels good. And I know it's supposed to be quick. Yeah. Following, mm, I take that back. Um, I think my superpower is more and more so being totally okay not being liked in pursuit of what I really love and what I know is is what's aligned in this next chapter, in this next moment. Like, nope, I know that this is going to serve my client in the best way. If they think I'm crazy in this moment, that's totally fine mm -hmm. because I'm supporting them in the expectations of where they want to be and who they want to become. Um, and just in my work and how I show up, however it's perceived to those that have seen me grow that may not have the neurology for who I'm becoming now, that just being okay with pursuing it anyways. Um, I think I experience fear in moments, but I, I do appreciate my fearlessness. Right. That's wonderful. And I will tell you, when you get to be my age, it all boils down to you just don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, if you could have lunch with one person, alive or not, who would that be and why? Um, can I pick two? Sure. Tony Robbins. Uh-huh. And uh, Abraham and Ezra Hicks. Okay. And, and why was it? Mm-hmm. Tony, because he inspired me when I was 16 years old and at a very dark period in my life. Um, and he planted the idea in my mind that I wanted to do what I'm doing now. And I would love to, to talk with him. Yeah. And just have lunch. That sounds great. Get sushi yeah. with Tony Robbins. <laughs> and Abraham slash Ezra Hicks, because um, I mean, if you if you know who she and they are, or if you don't, highly recommend checking her out on YouTube. But she's a a woman who channels, um, and everything that she does her talks and her seminars on is brilliant in the sense of it is just truth, um, and it it's something that she channels and comes through her, and she speaks to she's written books and speaks to thousands of people and. Um, 
anytime that I am feeling a little bit less than a positive energy, I can listen to one of her videos. Mm -hmm. um, and it's amazing for raising your vibration and bringing you back to who you are as a limitless being you are. So I think it would be amazing to get lunch or drinks with her. Great. That's good. Drinks is okay. That's an option too. See, I love yeah. it. Um, okay. Last question before I let you go is, um, what's one word that you absolutely adore that you love this word and why that's too juicy. juicy. <laughs> okay. I love the word juicy because you can use it to describe food. You can use it to describe a goal. You can use it to describe an experience, a feeling, a person. Um, I love the word juicy. Great. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, before we wrap up, before I let you go, you know, get back to your evening and, and do what you need to do, how can people connect with you, Margo? Where would they go to find you, you know, YouTube videos, your training, your website, all of that? This is a time to share. Absolutely. Um, so I am most active on my Instagram. So it's Margo Mentoring on Instagram, M I R G A U X, and then Mentoring. Um, and then it is my name, Margo Humholtz on Facebook and LinkedIn, but I am most active on Instagram. You can connect with me there. Would love to hear from you, answer any questions you have, support you in any way, shape or form that I can. Um, yeah. Great. Okay. Thank you. And I think I did pronounce your name properly. <laughs> Yes, Margo Humholtz, you got it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with me, Margo. It was so lovely to see you again. And I, thank you to everyone who stayed engaged. I, I can't see everyone's name, but if you go on to Confidence Strategies on Facebook, this video will live there as well as YouTube and as well as on my personal page. And Margo, you can connect with you know everyone who is possibly leaving comments there. Um, and you can, you're more than welcome to, to post your website, your Instagram, all of that on any of those platforms so that people have it. And hopefully maybe we could do this again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Time flew. We were having fun. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm hopefully uh, in one way, shape or form, um, this resonated and landed with you and inspired you to think about uh, whatever it may be in your experience right now in a, in a different and new light. So yes. thank you so curious. much. I love thank it. You. I love what you're doing. I love meeting you. I enjoy just, you know, just checking in with you. So please let's do keep in touch, Margo. Thank you so much, Carmen. <laughs> Good night. Have a great night. Thank you. And thank you all for staying with us. Um, once again, this intention with Confidence Strategies is to connect you to different people who are doing good work that are wanting to help other people. There's a lot of negativity and divisiveness, as we all know. And this, what I do every third Tuesday of the month is the opposite. I hope you feel that. That is the intention for the show. Um, I do want to make sure that, um, and I forgot to do this, but that's okay. Uh, I want to make sure that we thank our sponsor. Our, he, Rudy Colombini is the, the founder and the creator of Music City here in San Francisco, and he has 
allowed me this platform to continue to bring you these programs. We will be doing some new things in 2022, and I hope to see you then. Um, next month, on November 16th, I will be joined by Craig Abaya. Uh, he's an educator, a musician, a historian. He's a filmmaker, and he's a stage dad. So um, he will be joining us on November 16th. I hope you'll tune back in. The reason that I try to mix it up with different people from coaches and mentors to musicians and artists is because, in my opinion, all of these folks bring you such incredible insights and wisdoms and stories about how they go through life and how they engage and how they draw upon their confidence. And hopefully it helps you in some way, shape or form. And uh, that'll do it for tonight. Thanks for staying with us. And again, well, thank you to Margot Hemholz for being with us and sharing her wisdom and her insights. Um, I love it when people are really positive and, and spring off of joy in the work that they do. And I think she's an exemplary example of that. Is that right? Exemplary example? Eh, you know what I mean. All right, everyone. Good night. Thanks for staying with us. Have a great evening. <laughs>